He is risen. Alleluia. He is risen. Alleluia. Prove it. From the Gospel of John, chapter 20. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed him his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. I'm going to stop right there just for a second so you understand what those words mean. It just means you have the Holy Spirit. You have the power and authority of God in you. It doesn't mean we get to judge and figure out all that stuff. He's just saying, you have me with you. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, which means twin, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name. As we start walking into this next month or so, we have, uh, this is our series, A Savior's Guide to Becoming a Joy Starter. If uh, you don't remember what joy means for us, what we understand what joy is, is, is that sense that when I walk in the room and I see your eyes and you see my eyes, we know that we're glad to be with each other. You know, you can tell from the other person in their eyes, they're glad to be with you. They are one of your people. They understand you and they get you and they're glad to be with you in whatever circumstances, whatever emotions that are present. When you're sad, angry, even when you're ashamed, any of those things, glad to be with you. And when we are that way for someone else, then we're actually giving them joy. That's what joy means. And so this next several weeks, it's going to be a Savior's Guide, our Jesus Guide for us to become joy starters. Excuse me. <clears throat> Jesus is the one who starts it all to begin with. He's the, he is the original joy starter, but he's also uh, he's the first fruit of the new creation. That's what it says. It doesn't stop with him. It actually keeps going with us. And so this is how do we continue to be joy starters. And so this is where I told you, I warned you, you're going to have to come up with a your story, so let me know what your scar story is. Do you have a scar story? Any, any uh, stories about how you got a scar? Motorcycle crash. <clears throat> All right, let's go there right away. We'll get to the top. Motorcycle crash. Any others? 
That's probably one of them. There's plenty of, plenty of the ladies who have C-sections that are scars. I know that. Any other scar stories? Fell off the bike. I think that's going to be a common one. Yeah. What's say a little bit louder? Surgery. surgery. Yep, plenty of us have uh, surgeries. First attempt at building a treehouse. <laughs> tree that's great. Um, one of my best ones I have is um, I have a scar right here on this year. It actually happened here in this building. And uh, this is a long time ago when I thought it was a good idea. I, I like to take stuff and repurpose it and use it and thought I was being creative. And so I got a sewing machine, an old sewing machine, and I thought what I would do is turn it into like a stereo cabinet. This is back when stereos were a thing. So that's how long ago it was. <clears throat> and uh, so I, it was a good idea, except for I had to take the sewing machine out of it. So I went underneath it like I was working on a car and took all the screws out, got to the last screw, when at the last second I realized when I took out the last screw it was actually going to fall down. <laughs> And so I went like this real quick, and I had a sewing machine cut my ear open right here. I had my four-year-old son with me at the time. I held my ear like this, and then went to the, said, let's go to the bathroom. I looked in the mirror, and I went, oh, no. I think we need to go uh, somewhere else. And I couldn't get him. So I went and got some help from here. And this, so now I've got this scar right here. It shows you how smart I am. Yeah, I was hanging out with a friend of mine today, and we were talking about this, and he had all kinds of scar stories, bicycle things and all that kind of stuff. He says, you know, those are nothing compared to all the ones on the inside. Scars are not a bad thing. They're actually a good thing. Scars are a sign that your body is healing. You know, a wound is the thing that's the problem. A scar is a good thing. It shows that there's actually a healing going on. It's what your body's supposed to do naturally. And when Jesus showed up in the upper room, see, I've always had this idea, because you think about that thing where it says, you know, you're supposed to stick your hand in my side and everything. Like, it's like Jesus is still bleeding or something. But that's no way that's what was happening. He just showed up and said, look, I'm not dead. I'm alive. And see, I'm Okay. You could see where the nail marks were. It's not like he was saying, look at all this stuff. He was showing them that he was healing. He was, becoming who he, he was becoming the new creation that was starting. And he said, I'm okay. You're going to be okay. Jesus' scars were going to heal their scars. This is a good thing for us to know and a good thing for them to know. But one of the questions I did not have the answer to was where was Thomas the first time around? You ever wonder that? It's like all these guys that were up in the upper room, you know, it was the upper room where they had the Passover. They went back and gathered there. Somehow they got to, uh, each other together and said, all right, let's go meet up there. But not Thomas. Where do you think Thomas was? Scripture doesn't tell us. I mean, did Thomas just go wandering around and maybe he went back to the garden and wondered if he should have did something when they came to arrest Jesus? Or did he go back to the cross or the tomb? Or did he just go back to what he was doing before, the meager life that he had, and he just wondered, what am I going to do? For whatever reason, he wasn't there, and I think it's because this is, this is the pattern that we need to have for us to be joy starters. The disciples came and got him and said, we have seen the Lord. You've got to come and see him. We saw his scars. You've got to come. And he did, and this is when he said, okay, now I believe. And Jesus says, blessed are you because you've seen me, but oh, even more blessed are those who believe who have not seen yet. There are a lot of people who are wandering out there in the world who are Thomases, 
who are wondering if there's any truth to this thing that we talk about all the time, that there's this God who loves and who saves and redeems. But those doubters who are out in the world, they have a hard time believing because we as Christians more often want to show our stars than our scars, to show our stars than our scars. We want to appear like we have bright and shiny things to show. See, I'm blessed. See what happens when you go to church, then your life actually turns around. See, if you follow Jesus, then all the good stuff comes. That's what we want to tell them. And we think that Jesus just comes along and he shines us up really shining and bright, and then he gets to show us off to people. But then all they do is see their reflection in us, and they go, I can never be like you. For us to be joy starters, Jesus calls us to show our scars. Doubting Thomases are not going to believe in the scars that Jesus has until we show them ours first. Until we can show them the places where we were hurt and wounded and Jesus came along and healed us, they're not going to believe that there's this Jesus who can do something for them. We have to be willing to show our scars. That's what joy starters do. That's joy. When we say, I'm just like you, we could be twins. I get you. I understand. Let me tell you my story. Now, I'm not talking a bunch of, about a bunch of unhealed, wounded people getting together and commiserating and saying, we're just going to get around and talk and bleed on each other. That's not who we are as a church. But a group of people who can show the wounds that we've had, who've been healed by Jesus and declare we have seen the Lord is what the world out there needs, the Thomases of the world out there need. And when we are aware that he is actively healing us, when this Jesus is actively healing us, we can share that with others. Now I know that some of our wounds are going to take a long time to heal. See, scars take a long time to heal. Sometimes it's two, three years. I still got a scar here where I got... A pallet gouged me out when I was working a cub. I could still see it. They take a long time to heal. And some of them won't heal until Jesus comes back to complete the thing. Grief is one of those scars. You're going to have that scar for the rest of your life. Until heaven comes to earth. But when we share our scars and the way that Jesus is healing us, then it helps other people believe that it's a possibility that, that they can be healed too. They can be just like us. They were twins. Even while we are working through the healing process of our scars, we can still have the peace. We can still have the Holy Spirit working us. We can be Good Friday dying and Easter Sunday living. The old is gone, the new has come. I'm a baptized child of God healing scars. We can still be that all at the same time. And maybe, uh, maybe you're like me. Uh, you know, you're thinking, okay, there's some stuff that's in my past that Jesus has worked on and healed. And I'd rather just say, like, okay, that's in the past. You know, I don't want to deal with that anymore. I don't want to bring that up. It actually reminds me of the story of uh, Joe Klein when she was working in, in, uh, in Journeys. I remember one time she called me and she said, hey, Darren, she says, I had this guy call me and he's really hurting, and he's going through a divorce. I was wondering if you would talk to him. That's the last thing I want to talk about is divorce. Okay. Give me his number. 
12 years ago. I had to revisit all the pain that I had felt, go back to all the stuff he was talking about, those things I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, yep, that's what I went through. All the anger kind of came and resurfaced and all that kind of stuff happened. But you know what happened in the middle of all that pain is that this guy, and he told me I could use his name. He's an awesome guy. His name is Ralph. Ralph said, this guy's just like me. He gets me. He understands me. And he received joy from me because he knew that I got it. Twelve years ago, and now Ralph is remarried. He comes to this church all the time, and he loves Jesus. I'm telling you, this is what happens when we go and we share our pain. Other people receive joy at the same time. This is what it means to be a joy starter. A joy starter sees the wounded in the world. Instead of running from them, we say we could be twins. I'm the same as you. Let me show you my scars, and then I'll show you ones that are even greater. And a love that's like nothing you've ever seen. You want to show me your scars? Be ready to show your stars. That's what it means to be a joy starter. That's what it means to be like Jesus when he says, as the Father has sent me, I send you. You go out with peace, the Spirit, and showing scars so that people would come to believe they could have new life. All right, let's stand up. We're going to bless each other. Stretch your hands out. I got you, my twin. In the morning and in the evening, in your coming and in your going, in your crying and in your laughing, God is with you and God is for you.